to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokono hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing the light if the light goes on it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines it shines no my light will not just go on hora basakala mashida bahaya mambro dos dagida haya no my light will not just go on it's not enough that you clear you have to be excellent your light no 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel before and he has put all things under his side under his side A place like this has people with different interests. It's not just a school with lecturers and students. There are in fact what I can refer to as competing interests. Firstly, if you just look at um, sometimes the subjects or you call them courses whatever you're doing, you find that you have lecturers with competing interests have you ever had that lecturer who treats his course like it's the most important yes. like this one you must pay attention like the rest of them i know you are thinking of one right now so already just within your curriculum there are competing interests and every lecturer wants you to attach weight to their course every lecturer wants you to attach serious importance to what they are teaching you you know but then even 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 outside among your friends there are competing interests you find especially among girls the level of friendships differ and sometimes it begins to affect the other girl let's imagine she used to be close to her and then when the other she comes the her and the she the relationship begins to fall because suddenly the other girl has begun to grow a relationship with the other girl <clears throat> i thought you and i were like friends but now they seem to be getting closer to the other people it, i know it, it, it to some of it may sound a bit petty but i've had to deal with some of these issues you know someone felt like another girl is getting the relationship that she had with the other one but such is growth you know such is growth it simply means you are growing one of the elements of growth is that you become remotely connected to some people you thought you'd be closely related with uh you 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 begin to close remotely relate with the people you thought you'd closely relate with when i was living kasama and i was coming to lusaka there are some people i thought these would be my friends But when I reached here I just found to my strange people who became my very close friends and those guys that I left <clears throat> the village with coming this side were not even close and what we have is just a ceremonial friendship based on the past with nothing to show for it in the current so sometimes there are competing interests even among girls I normally tell girls that a relationship between the three between three friends is such that two are not as close as the other two and that's okay sometimes you can find that the way you are close three people are close but in a relationship of three people two are not as close as the other two like that you find two could be closer than the but then that's okay sometimes friendships are like companies you must just enjoy your shares If 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 your if your friendship does not go that far don't force it forcing things <laughs> I remember looking at um a certain meme 
and the body was the body of Iron Man. And the head was the head of Shaka. <laughs> and somebody said if forcing memes was a peak, if forcing things was a meme, you know. So you're forcing things. You can't take the head of Shaka and put it on Iron Man. That's confusion. But what I'm trying to tell you, in short, apart from the wisdom of friendship, sometimes you just need to be comfortable with the level of friendship you have with people. And don't think because they are getting closer with the other person that their closeness, in fact, means a decline of your relationship. That two people are getting close to each other is not the reason why your friendship with them is failing. That two people are getting close to each other is just that. And it's okay. Maybe they've outgrown you. It's part of life. You get my point? Eh? Maybe they've outgrown you. It's part of life. Sometimes we outgrow each other. Sometimes you just find you can't relate with the person anymore because they are not as spiritual as they used to be. And you cannot talk about it with them because they will say, oh, you're judging me. So you just find that your friendship is dying. And that's okay. But then again, in friendships, we've got different shares. You can find with, you relate with the other person more when it comes for, to things with regard academics. And that's okay. But with the other person, you chew a lot together. You talk. Then there are also other people who it seems your relationship is more spiritual things based. That's fine. Fine, you've never sat down to study with each other, but when you meet, it's scripture upon scripture. That was the issue with my friend Apostle Fred and I. How many know Apostle Fred? Apostle Fred and I never, we were in the same class. We used to sit on the same desk, but we never discussed academics together. <laughs> After we are done, we just quickly get into the Bible. Yet I knew that if I wanted to discuss academics, there are some colleagues I would approach in that capacity as colleagues. And I would learn something from them. I would learn something from Apostle Fred, but oh my goodness, we'd start talking about angels and dimensions. We are just not good for each other's academic lives, you know? Amen. Yeah. Are you listening? Are you following? Yes. So I'm trying to tell you the point I'm making is there are competing interests in the life of an individual on a friendship level, you know? And I'm talking about this, this place at lecturer level. And then, most importantly, I began to realize just how much competing interests are there spiritually. Now, obviously, there are competing interests when it comes to your spiritual life in campus. There are competing interests. There are competing interests. Hmm? Spirits have interests. Now, the spiritual dimension of competing interests is so intense. It's more than the friend who's jealous and wants to have you to herself. She doesn't want you to. It's more than that lecturer of yours who thinks that course they're giving you is the most important in medicine. If you fail this one, the other one's what? Yes, and th those, you know, we respond when they are competing interests. We respond to them by the attention we give them, by how they affect us emotionally and mentally. Because if a lecturer markets his interest or the interest of his subject in your life, and it is so intense to the extent that the intensity is also spelled by the likelihood of the exam is going to give you, and I mean by that, it appears that what is insisting is going to come in an exam. Your response, that competing interest is going to trigger a response from you. That means it's going to define how you are going to start to be studying. The intensity of the interest is a determinant of the response. Because every interest that is directed towards you is a stimulus for a response. So there is a response that that interest is going to be soliciting from you. Are you following me? So you find you study some courses more than others because of the... The lecturer just comes in and says, surprise test. Oh, 100. And then he comes again, surprise test. 
oh, this lecturer even knew. And then you realize, no, 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 no. This course, you always have to be ready. So because of the interest that the lecturers competitively reflected towards your attention, your response is such that you will give that course more attention. And then those with weaker competing interests will also give them weaker attention. You're following that? It's the same thing in the spirit. Now, the intensity of competing interests in an environment like a learning institution is so high. Let me tell you a mystery. One time, we're going to pray for a certain woman um, we were going to pray for a certain woman in, um, in the labor ward at UTH. There was an issue. I was actually escorting my friend, Apostle Fred. So we went together. You know, you only need that friend in school who is just for spiritual things. Not even that they are balanced. No. <laughs> that strange friend who just wants to pray, just discuss. You know, as I was reading the book of John, when do you study? What's your problem? You came here to study. And then you're also dragged into it. Hallelujah. Let me just, you know, one time, there was a friend of mine. She was a, she's a girl. So we were in first year. Now, Apostle Fred and I had this time, we used to call, um, we used to call Tuesday specials. So Tuesday specials would just go by the shawarma hub and then would buy shawamas and then catch people, preach the gospel to them. Now, by then, you know, I, I was still served, I was still ministering, but I wasn't too intense into these things. I was more reasonable than he was, you know. Let me just say that. <laughs> because Apostle Fred just didn't care. He'll find you in the middle of the road, start preaching to you. In public. Now, I thought that was not cool. I thought, take the person to the corner, you know. <laughs> you, you have to turn down. And that's 2014, by the way. You have to turn down. So there's this one girl. She comes from what you may want to call a traditional church. So she saw me. She was so, so, so happy to see me. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Imagine her name was Wadia. Hi, Wadia. How are you doing? I'm good to see you. So I started chatting. You know, we are in class together. We began to chat. And as we were chatting, I asked her how she was doing. Then she said, I'm not feeling too well. Apostle Fred just came. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Chapo, I'm embarrassed. You can't say you are sick. The Bible says. <laughs> In Mount Zion, no one shall say I'm sick. You have got the life of God, my sister. I was just like, ah, Fred, Fred, she's not. Fred, no! The Bible said, Fred, wait, Fred. You know, you need a friend like that. Who you know this one? I need to keep them in secret. Because they may embarrass me with the gospel. Amen. You also need to be that friend. And you know, I've been, that, I've been that pastor. Me, if I catch you, you don't come to church. In front of your boyfriend, I'll say, hi, you've not been coming to church. Are you living right? <laughs> Imagine. I remember there was one girl who, some time back, there was a girl who had stopped coming to church. And uh, she said, no, she kept telling me, oh, no, I'll come, I'll come, I'll come, I'll come. And then... Uh, I found her in Hungry Lion, just there at Levy Moor. She was from Nipah. She was in a bunch of just your bodies and she was chilling. Ah, me, I went to her. Sister, and I said, Sister, Sister Anne, why haven't you been coming for church? Is everything right in your spiritual life? <laughs> so that everyone can know that she has a spiritual life and she needs to behave herself. So, I, you know, I was just there to make things awkward for her. Maybe the Lord will speak to her. Anyway, so I'm just telling you, you need friends like that. Friends that you can go with to preach the gospel, to pray for someone. And you know you're doing the right thing. And there's no more one in what you're doing because it's the right thing. Hallelujah. If you don't have, if, you, if you've got more study friends and relatives than, 
than friends who can help you push the gospel, then you are weak. Yes. And you need to change some circle of friends. Hallelujah. So anyways, my friend Apostle Fred and I were moving and we were going to the labor world at UTH. So when we went to the, that, that's around, around, sorry, that's around 2015, 2016. So when we reached there, we found this woman. Uh, but before we found the woman, rather, when we entered the passage, we were just going through the passage, and we were about to enter that, lab, uh, I think it was not the labor ward. It was, um, it was a ward where they put people before the labor ward. You get my point. Uh, suddenly, I began to notice a lot of traffic in the realm of the spirit. I began to sense spirits, angels, evil spirits. And I was like, what is this place? My goodness, Lord. So I didn't understand. So I, we prayed for this woman and we left. About a year later, we were in, I was, we were about, there was about to be a riot at Yunza. And I was moving from, I never used to leave campus when there are riots. Because I wanted to see what's happening. <laughs> My friend, Apostle Fred, would run away. I would be like, bye-bye. I ain't going nowhere. Because I love to see the tear gas. I wanted to see <laughs> who is throwing the stones, who gets bold. I wanted to just see. I didn't want to be told. I once paid a price for it, but I will tell you about that story later. So as I was coming back, you know, just checking what's happening around campus, uh, the monks about to begin rioting, I then noticed there was also a lot of spiritual traffic. Angels, demons, I just sensed it. And I asked the Lord, why is the place, why is this place like this? Then the Spirit of God began to teach me something that I want to teach you too. That in an environment like the labor world, there's a lot of spiritual traffic and there are a lot of competing interests in a labor world, in the spirit, because there are angels and spirits that have been sent from heaven to ensure that people with purpose are born with their gifts and they are intact. But at the same time, powers from the kingdom of darkness are opposing some of those births. So they are insisting the child dies. They are insisting something goes wrong. They are insisting there's a miscarriage. So you find in an environment like that, there's a lot of traffic. That's how come you find the time that the Lord Jesus Christ was born. You read the Bible, you discover that there were a lot of deaths. You remember they killed every child two years and below. There was an energy and a dimension of anger and a certain horde of demons that were released to inspire the king to release that decree to kill all babies because in that period of time, Jesus was going to be born, but also great men and great women were being born who were designed to alter a generation. This is why when you read the Bible, you discover that Jesus, Jesus' disciples were pretty young. They were very young guys. Yes. Jesus was older than most of them, and Peter was the oldest. It's because people within Jesus' age range, many of them had been killed. So you find many of them, historians say, were two years beneath Jesus. Or a little younger than him. But Peter was known to have been also way older than him. He was the oldest. Because people were killed. Isn't it interesting that when Moses was born, the same decree was passed? Because a Moses is being born. So they are competing interests. So God is trying to make an investment, but the devil is also saying, no, there's no way Moses can be born. Do you know what Moses would do? So he insists 
that people should be killed. And people who were about two years, babies were killed. Babies were killed. Male children were killed. And the Bible says there were loud wailings and cryings in the tents of Rachel. Because babies were killed. God was releasing favor on Moses and he was trying to preserve some other kids. The enemy was also saying no. Competing interests. At the same time, at the same time, when Jesus was born, the same thing was happening. Now, the Lord also began to show me that it's the same thing with a learning institution. Remember that when I was at Unza, I also began to see and notice that there was a lot of spiritual traffic. Then the Lord began to show me in an environment like an education, like a learning institution, there are competing interests in the spirit. Because in an educational setup, God forms destinies there. God links people. And God begins to develop individuals to be the best version of the kind that God had designed for them to be before time began. In the meantime, the enemy is equally trying to counter that divine investment and period of time in a person's life. That's why the Bible says, a sower went to sow. And as the sower went to sow, in that same field, while men slept, the enemy also went to sow tears or weeds. That means in the same environment, God can be running a project. At the same time, the devil is also running his own project. This is why the Bible says Jesus was driven into the wilderness, into the wilderness to pray, I mean to be tempted of the devil, and 40 days and 40 nights. But what Jesus Christ began to do in that period is that he began to pray. In the middle of a prayer, the enemy came and started whispering to him. <laughs> Kai. Imagine. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that in the realm of the spirit, in a place like a university, in a place like a college, there is heightened heightened competing interests and the intensity of the interest in an area is going to be the spelling of people's responses to that stimulus of an interest being projected at them. And you can tell what nature of spirits are projecting what form of interest at individuals in a learning institution by the lifestyle they live. Because the lifestyle of an individual is normally the expression of the interest of a spirit that individual has responded to. So you find when a person was at, at home, they used to dress properly. They never had a problem. But the moment they come to university, there is a, a, a free spirit. So someone can wear very short skirts that are going to the thighs and move about in campus and nobody seems to care. What that person is doing is that they are giving expression to the interest projected at them by a spirit of lust. So what now begins happening is they are being used as an object to inspire lustful thoughts and desires in boys who are seeing them. So you find among the girls there's no problem. But this girl does not know that the boys who are going to be seeing her, those boys are going to be 
she's going to be used by a spirit of lust to be a conduit of the of the of the stench of of a lustful behavior to the boys so she's casting she's casting these stenches in the spirit so you find the boy looks at this girl and suddenly he has got these urges to sleep with someone just strange urges before he knows it is watching porn the, 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 the issue is when he went to class, he found a girl who was dressed skimpy, and that girl was being used by a spirit as a manifestation of that spirit's interests in an environment. What I'm giving you is um, very important spiritual intelligence. Very important. You need to know this. So you can find... In an environment, there are, certain, there are certain learning institutions where people are obsessed with school so much that their obsession with school begins to deprive them of spiritual sense that they begin behaving a little profane. They are all about studying, especially medical institutions. <laughs> And many of them, because of what they see, the, 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 the competing interests begin to suggest that they should lose faith in God because of the sicknesses they see. It's not that nurses are heartless. It's that the spirit that rules that profession demands that the people who must be caring for the sick must not have a heart so that as to deprive them of the power. There is an interest. There is an interest that is being projected. Haven't you ever heard that many, many medical, many, many medical personnel are rude? Have you ever read about Florence Night, Nightingale? How many have read about her? What did she used to do? She's, she's, I think she began Red Cross. She used to care for the war, for the war, uh, people who were injured by the war, right? She's one of the um, proponents of the nursing profession, not so. She was so kind and so nice. How come the people that followed after her? There was an interest which says there's no profession of people that can rise and be caring for people we want to kill. So you find you are training. You used to be nice, you need to be kind. You used to be kind. But then the people who are training you have already been used. They've been deprived of the dimension of the spiritual intelligence, of the grace and kindness of God towards the sick. Because they've seen so many sick people. So they are just treating everyone. You know, you medical people don't, don't even call people at people. You say at patients. So you stop seeing people. All you are seeing are patients. So you treat them as patients. And I'm not saying they are not patients, but you need to see that this is a human being. But your heart has become cold. But you, I was never like this. You've just changed because you entered a sphere where there was a competing interest. And because you were not discerning, you were won over to buy into that competing interest. You can find people who are good. They never had a problem. The moment they join the police force, they can get a bribe with, and they would sleep peacefully. What happened to Sister Sarah? You find her on the road. You find her on the road. She's a police officer. She's saying, okay, you can just give me 150. Pass, don't do this again. And she, she grabs it. And it's not even bothering her at all, at all. What happened? competing interests. She entered into a profession, into uh, a profession that was regulated by a spirit that began to project and insist that you should buy into these interests. So some of the things you must do when you enter either a profession, when you enter even a learning institution, is to observe. And you can tell the nature of a spirit 
by the form and kind of an interest that is being projected. And now you can tell the interest that is being projected is by the lifestyles of the people. There are people who, there are certain learning institutions, you just find people who are into, you find them groups, they are all into reading strange books. You can find Harry Potter here. The witches, just those much strange horror movies. And they don't mind getting into strange questions about God or reading about the new age. And they just say, you know, you need to be free spirited. You need to check out some things. And now what begins to happen is, and let me tell you this. This is not even what I was supposed to talk about. Because all these were like opening statements. I wanted to talk about the kingdom of God. Because I wanted to take you deeper into the kingdom of God today. But maybe we can do that next week. <laughs> what begins to happen, okay, what begins to happen essentially, and this is so important, let me, let me, let me, you need to learn this. You find the first day you read that strange book, you know, people begin reading about yoga, people begin reading about stars and horoscopes. You find the first day you read it, you're like, wow, this thing actually works. But then you're like, ah, psh, you won't go on with your life. You get away with it. Then you read again. You expose yourself. And then you expose yourself to some of those strange books again or, or horoscopes. By the time you're doing it four or five times, you now begin to notice. You see someone and you, you, you can guess the month they were born. It's not the spirit of God, though. <laughs> it's a spirit, but it's not the spirit of God. And you're like, oh, wow, I don't know. I just had a gut feeling. I just had a gut feeling. And then now, you go back to your boarding house. There are 15 people in the boarding house. Someone will get two eggs from your tray. You will pick the person who took the eggs from your tray. Not because you know them. <laughs> Not because you know this is the one who can get. Let me tell you why I'm telling you this. It's because now your consistency, your consistency in exposure to the wrong thing. When an animal dies, okay, <laughs> when an animal dies, for the first maybe one day, nothing happens. Right? By the time we're going into the second day, some things inside begin rotting. By the time we're getting to the second and a half day, there is a fragrance which is beginning to be sent out. You say, something died here. The other way you know is because you begin noticing now green flies. <laughs> First it could just be these two normal ones, the harmless ones. And then you begin noticing now green flies are flying there. What am I trying to tell you? The error can happen today. But the fly won't come then. There will be even a second day. On the third day, according to the Bible, on the third day he stinketh. Jesus Christ came on the fourth day. So on the fourth day, there's a stinking. At that moment, now, because of your consistency, because of the consistency of the increase of death, it's now big enough to pull an evil spirit. You see that? <laughs> you know, have you ever read about Beelzebub in the Bible? Anybody? 
None of you read about uh, Beelzebub. Jesus was being accused of casting out demons using Beelzebub, the prince of demons. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> Don't judge my nyanja. So anyways, that, that name, Beelzebub, you know what it means? It means prince of flies. Meaning the devil also operates like flies. Spirits operate like flies. You can get away with one or two things. It's a sin before God. You will go to hell for it. I'm not saying do it because you're not doing it consistently. Oh. But what I'm saying is there is a certain level of consistency that begins to pull a spirit. So you find somebody watched porn the first time. Ah, they, It's not like they got an interest. Then they watched it the second time. Then it began to create a desire in them. Then the evil spirit now begins to suggest more things that they can watch. Because the evil spirit has now noticed the waves are now beginning to move. They can watch. They've got waves. You know how Facebook operates? Facebook has got um, an algorithm which they have built into their, into their software. And that algorithm is able to detect the amount and nature of traffic that is flowing to an account. So it is able to tell that you are watching a lot of sitcoms or you are watching a lot of cartoons or let's say you are watching a lot of fashion. So you find, haven't you noticed that on your Facebook, if you are watching videos, there's a consistent nature of videos that you receive. Yes, it was an algorithm which was built. So the, 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 the systems of Facebook, the servers of Facebook are able to pick what your interests are. So now they can send very particular data to your account so that they can hook you on their Facebook. So that you don't do anything but sit down on Facebook and watch to my videos. Same thing with TikTok. <laughs> you find the kind of videos you are finding are in such a way that it's, eventually it's the same kind of videos. If you love comedy, the same kind of videos will be coming, you know. So, so that, because, because we are discussing competing interests. So now, at the point that your habit attracts a spirit, bam, it means you now become a slave of that spirit. It means you now become a manifestation of its interests. So you find, you find some people they're just distracted people. They're just distracted. <laughs> there was one time when I was, I'm into movies myself. There was one time when I was on Facebook and I saw a, a, a movie. It was for, for vampires. And I thought, some, that's some, some, some time back I was like, I need to see this. And I mainly watch movies because I'm into production of movies, so I want to learn a number of things. Mainly. So I forgot about it. But then I noticed, I just wanted to, to find that movie. I just wanted, I kept remembering its title. And every time I sit on my phone, the, the, the sort of, I would feel like, oh, I need to check that. I need to check that. And I go, I need to check that. And I said, mm. <laughs> then the Lord, now when I said, mm -mm, then I, the Spirit of God told me, it's an evil spirit. <laughs> so the evil spirit wanted me to sit down and watch that movie. I don't know what was going to become of me if I sat down and watched that movie. Interests. Interests. They are competing interests. When I was at school, at the University of Zambia, there were, in my intake, there was a, a number of first years that arose that just wanted to smoke cigarettes. Peter, consulate. Don't worry, you don't even, you don't even know, need to know what those things are. But they are bad. They all just wanted to smoke. I said, mm, 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 guys, this is wrong. How come first years? It's because environments like learning institutions Someone used to, to place weight on sex. Every time they would, you would even if you're watching a movie, you would pass fast, fast. Now these days, someone would say, ah, 
they put him on exile and it, you are not moved it's because the the, the interests <laughs> that surround that place demand that sex must be made light like you can just jump into it and jump out of it 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 be, that's what i'm calling profanity it removes weight on things that are heavy are you following me but at the same time let's come to the good side there are competing interests in the divine because it is places like these which, which make strong sisters. You can find I wasn't as strong a Christian when I was in high school. But when I went to university, I found friends who had taken their Christianity to a strange level. I was like, what is this? I mean, these guys just wanted to preach. I told you about one of them, a friend I was ashamed of. But God said, dear friend, you work. I even knew that, yeah, this Chimao, and he will preach in public. Uh, so I just wanted to share something with you, sister. And she, oh my goodness. <laughs> so because, because I decided, let me yield. Let me yield to the leading of God. Look at where I am. Let me rewind a bit. So you find because of some of these strange books that people are reading, <laughs> many of them become grandmasters in the kingdom of darkness. Why? Because their consistent reading now attracted the spirit, and that is the spirit of divination. Which doctors do that? So it means. It, it, it means now you've started vocaling. <laughs> in other words, you're already a witch doctor, except you're not in a heart somewhere in a pit latrine. Because the devil is also branding. The devil is also branding. He's rebranding. Witches these days are in your classes. They are dressing nicely. They are touching people. <laughs> Haven't you seen some of these movies that are on Netflix, White Witch? Yeah! Imagine they are, they are nice witches, they just want good. <laughs> rubbish! Matter of fact, rubbish! What do you mean good? The Bible says, the devil comes as an angel of light. If you hear anything as good witch, it's the devil in the hiding himself like an angel of light. That's it. What do you mean, white witch? White witch chilling and having coffee with dark witches. What do you mean? <laughs> Hi. The world is a strange place. Now you can't stop. Because at the moment, at the moment where you like watching porn now, at the moment that a spirit is attached to your habit because it was invited by the stench of the attitude. At that moment, it means you can't just say, oh, I'm not interested. Your, 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 your body will begin to desire it because it means you've become one with the spirit. It's beginning to communicate feelings to you now. It's begun to release, it's begun to release hungers. You can hunger to sleep with someone. You're just hungry, whoever it is. You're just looking for a person. You're just, there are people. Someone said, I, how many remember that testimony that brother was giving? Sometimes I'm looking for a fight and I won't stop till either I bleed or the other person bleeds. So they just have hunger to see blood. Is, is that even normal? That kind of appetite is not human. 
That kind of appetite is an interest being projected by a spirit into them. That's why when you, when you hear a person say, I, I've got, there are people who just want anything depresses them. They've entered into an economy of a spirit, an environment, an aura of a spirit of depression. So they're always like this. What they are doing is that they are giving expression to the nature of a spirit. A lot of times you don't have to see an evil spirit. You can just tell by the life of someone that they are giving expression to the nature of a spirit. It's called spiritual intelligence. You can tell. And sometimes you can even tell in your own life, how come me? Apa amutwe, apa ilino, apa ichfuba, apa ifpeya, apa ilino, apa umona, apa umutwe, apa. How come I'm the only one who is always sick? You can tell I need to address something here. Hallelujah. The same way you're able to say, mm -mm. who taught you that when you get sick in the stomach, it's too much, it's been one week, there's a problem, you have to go to the clinic. Where did you get that intelligence? How come you don't have the one for noticing spiritual things? Someone said, it's the devil. I think it's just the devil. Who taught you how to hear the devil? Who taught you? You. <laughs> Who taught you how to hear the devil? It's, this, it's what we call the serpentine nature. The nature of the enemy from the fall of Adam is predominant in many people, even those who are saved. So they know how to pick the movements of the evil. <laughs> but they can't pick the desires of God, the frequencies of the movements in the seat of God. But that changes from now on. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, are you learning something today? Yes. <laughs> okay. This was just supposed to be an introduction. You know, I need to stop giving introductions because uh, they may become main bodies. You know? And so... In an environment like a learning institution, there are competing, in places like this, there are strong angels. There are strong angels. Some of you, the angels will wake you up. We are no prayer. And you just begin praying. Kadus, Kavara, Tisala, Kapora, Kadiska, Empapa, Kataka, Paka, Shakapa. And as you are doing it, two people are about to do strange things in the other room. But because there's like a girl who's praying, they just, they just upset each other for no strange reason. And they can't do it. <laughs> because you prayed. They are competing interests. Hallelujah. It's in places like this that you can grow your intercessory heart. You, 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 you never used to be like that in high school. But you don't know there have been movements on you. There has been a spirit has been projecting his interests on your heart, has been projecting his interests on your heart, and now you are beginning to respond to the stimuli of those interests, and your response now manifests in prayer. You find you've been in class for two weeks, for, uh, for five days. You just can't wait for fellowship. You have a hunger to go for fellowship. You just want to listen to the word of God. Where? Who taught you how to be hungry for the word? How come your friends don't have it? How come your friends are like, hey, fellowship is about to begin. I need to study me. I came here to study. <laughs> how come it's not today? How come for you, you are like, I need to study, but I've got to go to church? How come? And if it happens that you're under so much pressure that you go to, 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 to class or to study, you're just itchy. You're just itchy. You're just feeling like, ah, man, ah, man, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be. How come God begins now? The spirit that is forcing its interest or his interest in you now. You see a sick person, your hands just want to lay. You just want to lay hands on them. You can't explain it. You have not, when you fail to do it, you're like, Coward, you need to change. Haven't you read that cowards who go to hell? <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking for someone. 
When you see like an argument going on, people are arguing. No, the Bible says we don't. No, but to, to my ignorant people, you're just like, class, bye. I gotta deal with this thing. <laughs> then you go. I remember it used to happen to me. This one time, I was about to have a class, land law and property. There's a, there's a course. It was very bulky, and and it to me it was the bulkiest course I ever did at, at, at in law school. And then we had uh, this lecturer. This lecturer is Indian. If you don't attend this class, what is going to happen to you? You are not going to complain to anybody. So I was just like, whoa, this is wild. We all have to attend class, you know. Now, they called me one time. Sorry, guys, are you, are you getting bored? No. Okay. Sorry for keeping you long, you know. So I remember I was called. I was, about, I was getting ready to go to class. Then they called me in Tendere to go preach. I was like, and then that class, we used to have it once a week. And it used to be three hours. And it was boring. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to preach. I left. My friends all went because the lecture is difficult. When I came back the following day, I think about it, it didn't take long. She came. We are going to do a surprise test based on the new lessons we've been doing. She walks out. Everyone is panicking. Oh, that, le that lecture was long. What, what, what? I was just like, my goodness, what am I going to do? <laughs> I didn't even attend the class and people are stingy with their notes. They need to use them. And sometimes it used to blow in my face. <laughs> but this one time, what happens is uh, I'm in the library trying to study. And then I just had a vision of the question that was coming. I'm not talking about guessing. I had a vision. Boom, the question came. Let me tell you how serious that vision was. I wrote down the question. And it came how I wrote it in the test. And, I, and it was based on the lecture which I missed. It was based on the lecture which I missed. And I was the highest in that test. You know, and I would, oh, would you like to, uh, now I would tell my people, would you like to check my answer script? <laughs> you know, just these things. Is to share. I'm coming, I'm coming. Girls, girls, girls. A gentleman, no, no. Please, uh, when you're done, I want to uh, share with you. Uh, the good people this side. Thank you. No, feel free, feel free, feel free. Just feeling nice. Amen. May you have that, those powerful testimonies. Amen. Amen. So, competing interests. God had invested so much jealousy in me that he was not going to stand seeing me fail. He somehow he found a way to make me pass. I'm not, and by, my, and by all means, it, this thing happened to me in my law school once. Eh? <laughs> so just in case you're out there saying, ha-ha, it's I on a visual only. Well, if it happens to you, you're the best. But what I'm telling you is, somehow, somehow, God, sometimes I'll do so bad in an exam, at the test, then the lecturer will just come. Ah, we are writing this thing. Wow. <laughs> and I'll just be like, to God be the glory. <laughs> You know, then my friends, oh, honey, they've cleared. I'll just be like, <laughs> praise God, hallelujah. Somehow, God used to find a way because I was his boy, hallelujah. I was his boy. You know, God sometimes can be looking in a class and the enemy is like, these kids, the things they do, then he's like, have you seen my girl? Have you seen my girl, Tando? Have you seen my girl, Lulu, in that class? Then the devil didn't see you are the light in that darkness. Hallelujah. You may even be having difficulties, but you are the light in that darkness. You, you may not know, but it's because of the interest. Let me tell you that. The, 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 the life you showcase is a manifestation of a competing interest of a spirit whose stimuli of interest you have responded to, and that response is a manifestation of your life. And then now it begins to affect other people around you. Sometimes you stay with people, they just want to discuss spiritual things. You can be in a place you are influencing the dreams that people are having. You, you can be in a house with a witch, and the witch is influencing the dreams that are happening. 
Then what about you who's more? How about you who is more? Huh? You can be in a house like this. You don't know, but you are influencing dreams. Kadoz badiza gibra. You don't know who you are. Hallelujah. Now, that spirit, who is the Holy Spirit, showcasing his interest in you, wants to make you a woman of prayer. Not praying once, not praying twice. Let me tell you, remember what I told you, and I'm concluding. Remember what I told you, oh my goodness. You remember what I told you at first, that you can do things consistently, but when a spirit is attached, then your will is now undermined. So you find this guy now just can't stop masturbating. He can't explain it. It's not even his favorite thing. But when the thing comes on him, he has to find a private place. As long as he's with the phone, he has to get his thumbs doing dirty things. What happened to you, brother? You entered a place that was infiltrated by spirits. But the opposite is equally true. When you consistently do certain things, when you consistently pray, a place comes where a spirit is now attached to your prayer life. An energy from God is discovered in your prayer life. A capacity is now introduced to you in the spirit that while many people struggle to pray, you, you can't wait because the place of prayer for you is a place of encounters. Why was Jesus addicted to prayer? Have you read in Acts, I believe, chapter 10, that there was a man named Cornelius who prayed often and gave alms very much. That means there was consistency in his acts. And because those acts, remember, the bad acts are like a scent. They begin to call a fly. But every good act, the Bible says of Noah that when he sacrificed, it went up to God as a sweet-smelling fragrance. In Acts number 4, the Bible says, Paul was saying, because of the gifts that you sent to me as Epaphrod- through Epaphroditus, they've come to God as a sweet-smelling fragrance. So when now the spirit who's watching you, who is God and the Holy Spirit and the angels, begin to smell that sweet-smelling fragrance, they now come and attach themselves to your act. You can be walking in this place. You are not just some normal girls, man. You're not just some guy who just screams loud when he's praying. No. There are legions of angels that have been deployed. You can keep the atmosphere of a school. You can dethrone principalities. When you enter a school like this, you are the princes here. You are the powers here. But what kingdom powers from the kingdom of darkness do? They also want to be powers. So what they do is they will find people that God has called to have spiritual authority over a territory. And then they will negotiate with them. I told you about negotiation, right? Mm -hmm. They will tell them, okay, we'll give you pleasure. You sleep with that guy or we'll give you money. But they are not telling you what they are going to get in return. When you do it, they get the authority. Adam thought it was just about apples. But that principality was negotiating his authority and the length of his life. That principality will never tell you, I want to enter your family. He will just tell you, you will make money. He will just tell you, you will pass. So he's, he's just coming to you. He's luring you to get into a certain crowd. You think because these guys are not cool, they don't drive out, you know, then I'm missing out. So he's telling you, imagine, you may get into that car. You may do this. You, you have all this pleasure. And you have that pleasure. But as you get that bargain, he was also getting something in return. Now he would demand. You give me authority over the whole entire earth. You'd be like, what? Hey, you, you're now my slave. You obeyed me. I gave you pleasure. You took the pleasure. Now, you have, you have to let go of the whole school. You were the principality of this school. Now look at you saying, all oh, principalities are higher forms of darkness. You were designed to be the principality, but they negotiated you out of your position. Ah. 
So it's not, I'm, I'm just being a youth. Ah, you are being a, oh, 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 you have no time. You have no luxury to be lazy. You, you, you know too much. The Bible says to him who knows to do good and does not do to him, it is sin. You understand what I'm telling you? To him, it is sin. This, this entire place is waiting for you guys. It's waiting. You, some people, you may not even know, there are people in this school who've got a calling to be great men of God. They are waiting for your prayer to touch them. They are waiting for your behavior to shift things in the spirit. You find as you are praying for you, because of the consistency of your prayer, now when you are praying, <laughs> you begin traveling now in the spirit. You just find, boom, the window open. You are in a village, and God tells you, pull that thing out. Cut it. And suddenly everyone stops dying. Last time you heard of a funeral in your house, it's been years. You don't know. You don't know you are old in the spirit, man. You're able to do strange things. And your prayer was just, <laughs> And sometimes you can just be in that place in the dimension of the spirit, and you're just going, <laughs> Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. <laughs> that laughter is shaking things in your family. They are planning, then they just hear, ha, 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 ha. They don't know. I know it sounds funny, but remember, do you remember the, the, the lepers? The lepers who said, why should we sit here and die? Let us march into, the, into that camp so they give us food. And God caused every small step. The lepers, they were sick. But God caused every small step that they make to sound like a great army that is combined with chariots and the enemy is like oh my goodness they've come for us you you can be thinking you're just saying i love you lord but you don't know what they are hearing in the kingdom of darkness you are tormenting them they are hearing they just feel a slap in the spirit Starting from the boss. Then when he wakes up, everyone's campers. Meanwhile, you are just sitting there and saying, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Do you understand? It means you, you are not. Remember, I told you at that point now, your prayer has pulled a dimension of spiritual interaction. So not just every, every little kid who's just praying, bless our food. No, 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 no. You can pray the same prayer, but for you, because a spirit has been attached to your prayer. Graces have been attached. That Cornelius man, the angel came to him and said, because of the consistency of your giving and your prayer. The, I mean, the Bible actually says he used to give consistently and pray often. And the Bible shows that because of that, an angel came to him. Many times angels have appeared to me. I was praying. That you're giving. Stop, stop that thing for. I can't give tithe. I can't be giving because I'm a student. You are a joker. Oh. When I was a student, when we received BC, we would, we, would, we would book government complex. I was a student. Second, third, fourth year. We would book a big hole, using our money for BC, put it together, call people, put them on a bus, pay for the bus. Sometimes we'll take them to a conference, preach to them, get them saved, give them food for lunch, put them on bus, sponsor the buses back to school. You think five years from now you'll find me struggling with finances? You think we'll compete? Ah, you are a clown. <laughs> ah, the thing you are doing, coming here, sitting, listening to the word of God, praying, 
You'll be shocked some of the, you, the children you have. You will be amazed. This boy just wants to preach. It's your fault. <laughs> the Bible says Abraham, Levi, was in the loins of Abraham when Abraham was giving tithe. Do you know what that means? That means, let me tell you this, the distance between Abraham and Levi was more than 500 years. But because Abraham is the ancestor of Levi, 500 years before Levi was born, he was also implicated in the behavior of Abraham. So if you're out there doing lustful things, sleeping around, ah, and you know, the, the, the physiology of a curse and a blessing is that they multiply. The sin that Adam committed was a bad one, but the one that Cain committed, the sin in Adam had multiplied itself in Cain. So what Cain was able to do was far worse than what Adam was able to do. So you find, oh, you, you just sleep with a guy once in a while. One day you look down in heaven and hey, let's, teach, let's teach you something. The Lord will be trying to teach you something. Then you notice, huh? Your, your great-grandchild is a porn star. The thing has multiplied. Ah, why are you surprised? <laughs> Don't be surprised. My father is a pastor. Even if I tried it, the thing was on me. I tried studying law. It did. Where, how many times did you hear a lawyer is a pastor? Does that even make sense? <laughs> but there are interests that are demanding that no, you wear you where you were born. You come from a priestly lineage. I wouldn't be surprised if my son comes one day from school and says, I want to lay hands on you. <laughs> okay. Man of God, please do. <laughs> I know it's my fault. Let's start. <laughs> ah, competing interests. Mm -hmm. 